Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Welcome, guys. We've got a, a bunch of people uh, watching, not just, actually, I, I need to actually set the stage. Welcome to Blockchain and Booze, people. Um, we're, we're so, uh, you know, I think we're super lucky. We've got Crypto Sashay here. Cheers, Ken. Oh, everybody's got something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so what are you drinking? Oh, a Bud Light sells. Yeah, it's, it, it tastes like, I don't know, water. This thing is uh, is very low octane. It's like 2% alcohol. It's nothing. It's like 2%. Um, this is 8%. Read mine because it's green text and my green screen is green it out. Yeah. It's actually not technically a beer. What is it? Can you read the, the grape? Oh, the I remember hot? that. Lagunitas Reverb. Oh, cannabis infused. All right. See, I had some of those uh, Pat's Blue Ribbon infused beers out there in, in uh, LA, and they were delicioso. I got, I got this because of Ken. Kid forced me to buy these. I'm sure I he did. forced you. He twisted my arm so much. He was like, you got to get this stuff stashed if you don't get it. I'm like, okay. But they're good, right? <laughs> yeah, they're really. It's like really good sparkling water. Yeah, that's, that's nice. what it's like, yeah. Very cool. So, so guys, wait. So, really quickly, I should tell everybody that's watching on all the different live streams that if you go right now to uh, this is blockchain and booze. So, if you go to meet.blockchainandbooze or meet.blockchainbooze.io, you can go to like the actual live chat in the system. Later, you'll be able to network with people and all that fun stuff. But most importantly, in a few minutes, when we uh, share a link in there, you'll be able to get the sort of proof of attendance, uh, fun NFT drop we created just a minute ago. Something that's really awesome, literally just a minute ago. Yeah. Um, what's really awesome is that I waited till the last minute and I watched a bunch of crypto stash tutorials in like one and a half speed on YouTube, trying to get shit done like crazy fast. And then, uh, and then, of course, you know, a few minutes ago, I came on the stream and uh, Stash uh, hooked it up and, and made it happen in like two minutes. The magic. Um, uh, else, I want to say um, thank you so much to our stream partners. We're streaming this not just on LunarCrush.com, uh, which, uh, you know, I'm uh, a huge fan of, of course. Where's the... Uh, there you go. Get that right, right there, the Lunar Crush. But also on Blockchain Radio. Uh, so thank you, Pierre, at Blockchain Radio for uh, streaming this uh, as well. It's always awesome to uh, catch the, the recaps um, afterwards on Blockchain Radio. So thank you so much for, for, for your support, everyone. Um, but uh, welcome, guys. Uh, thank you for, uh, uh, hey, hey, NFT Ignition, you better come into meet.blockchainboos.io. Um, uh, I also promised I will uh, find a way to give away some uh, some of the Fame Lady Squad NFTs uh, as well. But but we are I am gonna go into unless you know we'll we'll have to think about how we do it. But I've got some some bro punks uh, packs to to give away as well. So fun, fun shit all around today. Prolicious. 
Yes, but first off, you know, both of you guys are instrumental in me getting sucked into goofing around with NFTs, and you're both the go-to guys that I ask questions to in, in relation to NFTs. Well, thank you. Um, both go-to, both uh, my favorite guys, so stoked to be hanging out um, and, and doing this and embarrassing myself uh, uh, with, with, the, uh, with the theme song number 69, uh, stoked. But, but first I wanna hear, okay, I'll, I'll start with Ken because the first NFT I ever, I ever got was, uh, was an NFT you created and it was like the support Ken badge or something that I bought for $4.20 like three years ago or something. Uh, I, think, I wow. think that was my first NFT. So give us your at least high level background of, crypto and everyone sort of knows you at this point, but, but some people might not. So what's talk, tell us about yourself. Yeah, that was, that was years ago. I remember that. You, I think you used like a USDC too. I was like, wow, I got a stable coin now. Or it was so, <laughs> I, I feel like I remember that whole thing. That's amazing. You don't so remember many years that ago. at all. I do though, because I, I remember him putting a bid in on another <laughs> NFT as well. He put a bid oh. in on one. Uh, do you remember true. putting a bid in on one? I do remember. I like bid on one, and I think you maybe you even gave it to me. I don't remember, but it was something you were you were selling for a lot more than than I could afford at the time. So I was like, I'll throw in a bid for like twenty or fifty bucks because I I didn't know how to use it. It was brand new, right? Like nobody was using NFTs. Yeah, we were all just yeah. That was definitely just me playing around. I yeah. didn't even expect anybody to do it, and you were just like, yeah, I saw that. That's why I remember. Because uh, it was so early on, um, but yeah, I actually remember right around then is when I made uh, my business card NFT. So like every time I went to a conference or somewhere, people that didn't really know me, uh, if they were like, you know, if they were strangers and I kind of wanted to like get in their heads, I would just be like, yeah, give me your wallet, I'll give you my business card, and they would, you know, show me their MetaMask. I'd send them an NFT, and they'd be like, wow, like your business card's an NFT. And that and was like, it probably wasn't even MetaMask. It was Trust because MetaMask didn't have a mobile wallet yet. Oh, that's right. It probably was Trust then. That's what I was trying to find my Trust app so I could find the NFT that that. Uh, that's funny. Long yeah. lost NFTs. That's right. Oh, don't remind me. Uh, I have so many wallets that I don't even remember. Like, <laughs> like I know I backed them up, but I don't remember if I have recently like engaged <laughs> with them. Um, but yeah, I've just been, you know, playing around with the NFTs. I, you know, kind of got more involved with it through Splinterlands. Uh, you know, CryptoKitties and all that was cool. But as soon as I could like do something with my NFTs, like play a video game, uh, that was like Splinterlands for me. And I'm, I'm a big fan of like Magic and Pokemon. So, boom. Oh yeah, there I, we go. I think that might be one of the first ones. But I have so many in here now. I don't know if that was the first one or if it was something else. Because I'm the metadata, bro, bro. It's all on the blockchain. That's right. That's right. This can be verified. It can. No, no. Be this can. This be can verified. Can be verified. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so, but okay. So, so you've been super early in NFTs, but before that, you were also, you know, um, I was seeing you at crypto events. You're talking about Bitcoin and and other. Uh, other crypto stash you kind of when i first met you you were more talking about the gaming side of things i think but then nfts you know are a huge part of that right like what give us a little bit of your background um yeah yeah i mean 
I, I've I've been a gamer forever, and you know NFTs really piqued my interest around the CryptoKitties time. You know, I was doing content creation at the same time. I saw this, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. You know, I had seen things like CryptoPunks, man, and I'm like, that art kind of sucks, bro. I don't even want that shit for free. And so, I, and so you know, hey, you know, decisions, decisions, it happens. Uh, and uh, but CryptoKitties like really is what put it on the map, and I realized, oh wow, there's a lot more to this. And it was the same thing with Bitcoin for me. You know, I saw Bitcoin in 2012, but only saw like a little scratch of the surface of it, you know? And I was like, eh, not impressive. It's when you really could dive down and saw the utility of something like that gave me the, the uh, you know, notion of, okay, there's potential here, right? Yeah. So I started covering it talking about it. And then that eventually led into the gaming side. So, you know, I started working with Engine really early on, uh, just a little bit after, oh, the, yes, yes, yes. after the ICO. And uh, I, I was one of the first, I was the, like the first YouTuber to do his own cryptocurrency NFT. There was nobody had done it before because it was like all project based. It was all like, oh, this project did it or this game was doing something. There was no, nobody was really doing individual tokens. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I was definitely one of the first ones. And we, I, with their engine, I airdropped it to like 5,000 people and it was a good experiment for them. And I got one. You're the reason why I have an engine. And I got, yeah, yeah, Bozak has one. I have all Bozak's NFTs too. We collect each other's stuff. So. Yeah, we do. I definitely, I try my best at least. Yeah, Some of stashes sure. are, are pretty expensive after they hit secondary markets. So okay. I have to keep up on those drops. Yeah, that's very true. I, I, I've, I've just been covering some, NFTs. Uh, yeah, just been covering NFTs and gaming uh, in general, like the the you know the NFT greater NFT world, but but a lot to focus on gaming and stuff here over the last uh, three or four years. And I do my own NFTs and I do tutorials on it and how to create your own NFTs. Yeah, that was the one I did for LA Blockchain. We LA got blockchain. one just for the event, uh, and that that was th this was not my first event one either. So yeah. I have been trying to give away NFTs for years already. Like in 2018, I tried, and people didn't want them. They're just like, eh. There's like, uh, like two people. I'd be on your stage, and at the end of like, hey, there'd be like a thousand people. I'd be like, hey, anybody wants a free NFT? Come see me after the show. Just raise your hand. And like five people raise their hand, and I get like a tiny little line of people in front of me. Like, you know, they got their wallets ready, and I was excited to give out five. You know, at that time, and now yeah. it's like, you know, you, these things go like that. I could tell you, it was. Think about this. Like it was way pre-COVID. Um, yeah. obviously because I was uh, on an airplane with Joseph, like it must've been about three years ago. So, so Ken's must've been four or five years ago. Yours, the one you just, I just shared was 2019, but I'm sure it wasn't the first one I got from you. Um, I was with Joseph on an airplane and we were using, uh, Mintable, I think probably because, uh, Ken, you, you told me to use Mintable back then. I used Mintable on my phone. And I minted a selfie of Joseph and I that I, I drew on, and I minted a uh, an actual uh, NFT while flying on the plane on Mintable on my phone. It was the coolest thing ever. I've got some of those uh, 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 plane. I think I called them plane FTs or something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, Bozak does those, but in real life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <With the> stickers. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. will. Dude, okay, so then we go to Ken. Uh, uh, yeah, for years, I think I knew Ken as the dude on, on, on Twitter and on YouTube that took, you know, 30-second selfie videos slapping uh, crypto stickers on, on airplanes and shit, yeah. um, which, is, which is really awesome. And wait, you posted the other day that that one scammer dude, I forgot his name, who really gets Oh, yeah, uh, your What? What happened with him? He's in jail now? 
Yeah, he got arrested at the airport trying to skedaddle with people's uh, pension money. He said he's, you know, uh, like laundered through this Bitcoin pension scam that he was doing. And yeah, I heard him talking about that exact scam at the conference when I kind of like made that video and called him out because I overheard him like clearly trying to scam these people out of their money. And I'm like, wait, this dude was just on stage. And then I'm just looking around like, wait, it says Satoshi Nakamoto with his face right there on a picture. <laughs> and we're in a conference in Las Vegas with like tens of thousands of people. And I'm just How like, bad do you get? nobody's going to say anything. So I, I don't know, man. My, the video was definitely me out of my like normal like character because I was a little bit more upset than normal because I was upset that everybody basically made me do it because I, I looked around I saw Charlie Lee and and all these other people and I'm like no, none of you are gonna call this guy a scammer they don't have the balls they don't have the balls uh, so yeah uh, he got arrested though trying to leave the country with people's money so I'm just happy he's finally you know getting what he deserved but unfortunately got away with it for so long even after that video and it's got over two million views on Twitter. Yeah. That's absolutely bonkers that like, well, dude, that's the thing with this space. I've told people all the time, like I, I talk about our conference a lot and stuff and they talk, people are like, oh man, selling sponsorships. You must make like tons of money on the conference. We don't make money on the conference. We do DGH and that's our business. Right. But like, like I had to tell somebody uh, recently that, oh yeah, every single year when we do the conference, there's multiple people where we don't allow them to sponsor. Like, what do you mean? Like they, we ask them questions about their companies and they don't have good answers. We won't let them sponsor. And they're like, damn. So like they're willing to pay you money and you won't let them sponsor. We're like, yeah, we don't even have a very high bar. We just at least ask some basic questions, right? Like, you know, some of the projects in hindsight, you know, can't stop every single crappy project from launching or, or true. you know, being at a conference, not our job to totally police it. But like what's so obvious sometimes that people are just trying to like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, in LA at least when you would go to events a few years ago, there was like, there was this like big rush of cannabis companies because I think people decided, you know, it's becoming legal. Here's a place where we can get free money. We're gonna say we're launching a cannabis company and everyone's gonna give us their money. You know, money's gonna fall from the sky. And the same type of scammy, person looks at crypto in the same way, right? Like there's so many people that just come to the space because they're like, oh, free money from the sky. I'm going to make a token and everyone's going to give me money. Um, and uh, and it really sucks because it makes the, the, the real people uh, have to work a little bit harder to set themselves apart, I think. But um, we, we try to do our best, but you uh, can calling people out and doing what, what other people are too scared to do is uh, fucking awesome. So... Thank you for uh, for for what you do, dude. Um, but yeah, I got kicked out for that, by the way. They kicked me out of that conference for doing that. <laughs> In and, hindsight, there, who's wrong there? So. <laughs> just just want to put it out there. I got kicked out, and, and this guy got like you know uh, the red carpet treatment. So yeah. Well, that's that's yeah, that's the difference though with when the people running the conferences actually participate in the spaces that they're in and and that the people running the conferences actually care that the industry exists. So oh, I almost got kicked out of your conference, remember? 
Wasn't it? It was like security was just like, who is that dude? Yeah, <laughs> dude. They thought I was a homeless guy who wandered in. They were like, you got to leave. They wouldn't tell me why. They were like, you got to get out of here. And I'm like, I do. In, in their defense, though, I mean, you know, you kind you kind of have a little homeless vibe there, buddy. You have a little. Dude, it, was, vibe there. it was so funny. And you're talking they about NFTs it. and you're confusing them. They don't know what the hell you're like. But it's I'm NFT. Like, there was. That's funny. I remember. I had a conversation with Matt today, uh, the a new the new dude that we brought on, who's like the director of our events and helping scale it and all that. And he's like, "Okay, so I just talked to this security company. I think we might use them again." And I was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just double check because there was that year they not only tried to kick out Cam, but they were just like this one security company we hired like." was it was i think the one like one of our biggest of the conferences in terms of like the 2017 craziness so i remember them like not allowing some of the speakers even backstage because they're like the rooms at capacity and they were like they were like, had a major attitude so i remember just today i was getting flashbacks of that security company who were just completely clueless and the biggest a-holes um <laughs> but that's uh yeah yeah but 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 yes ken you know Maybe part of it is is the, uh, the 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 dressing lifestyle choices, right? Although when I come to our events, I'm wearing like a suit and stuff, but most days I'm a shorts and a t-shirt. You know, I'm still wearing the clothes I slept in last night, so that's uh, that's me. Um, but uh, okay, wait, really quickly, I'm gonna throw this up again, though. Um, there's hundreds of people watching the live streams all spread out right now. But if you go to meet.blockchainbooze.io, you can participate in the conversation. If you're watching, you also go into the Q&A and ask questions for Stash and Ken so that if you have anything you want to discuss, um, throw it into the Q&A. But I'm about to put a link for the sort of proof of attendance free NFT um, uh, we, we got dropped on here. It's, it's a wax NFT. Um, the, uh, the, the song that I did at the beginning, by the way, is going to probably a version of it will be a part of this drop that I keep promising to do on Calamint, but I'm a little too embarrassed to keep putting it together. But this was a first step. Um, uh, it's going to be on Calamint, but this particular one's going to be a link that Stash helped me create. Um, uh, well, he really created it. Let's see here where, uh, it's the Nefty Blocks one, right? Yep. So go to that. If you have a wax wallet, it'll take you two seconds to get a free NFT. Oh, Ken, Ken is in the chat right now too. Um, yeah, I'm but, here for the free NFT. That's right. I got I got to click on that too, actually. Um, it, it, start, it, go, it goes live in T minus two minutes and forty five seconds. Ooh, we got two minutes and forty five seconds. You got you got to be there too. So the, the, like these things, when they're free, they'll get snapped up like almost instantly so if you're not there right at, at the time when it drops it you may not right, get I better get one i don't know maybe, maybe we'll see maybe i'm wrong and no one takes them i don't know i don't know see a lot of our community uh talk trash about other blockchains that aren't ethereum for nfts sometimes and you know but i've i've been preaching that all the things you, you've you've taught me a lot about wax uh we've brought on calament and some of the tezos crew to talk about what's happening uh for nfts on tezos so you you better have a, a wax wallet. Wax is easy too. You can get a wallet literally by just using the wallet connect thing, connect with your Google account. Yeah. Um, 
Although you, you might need some, you might need some wax to have the transaction fee to pull it, right? Uh, so uh, usually, once you create a brand new wallet, you have enough to like at least claim an NFT like that. But did, oh, you, did you put the link in the chat for everybody, or no? I put the link in the chat. Uh, I'm uh, I just connected my wallet. Um, it's uh, it's you know the the um, it looks like we got a minute and forty seconds left. What I'm also gonna do is uh, wait, Ken. Tell me what this. Tell everybody what this pack of lighters uh, one is, so I can. Uh... Oh, I was just uh, watching one of uh, Stash's tutorials because you know he makes awesome how-to videos, and me and Crypto Miggy, who's laying down right. Look at this cute. This guy just drove me from California all the way to Miami. And we just got here like today, so he's relaxing. It was like a five day or four day journey. It was amazing. He's a great driver. But yeah, me and him were watching Stash's tutorial, and I was like, man, I haven't done any packs yet because I've just been slacking because I'm a stoner and just don't want to do it. So I was like, I should do packs. Like, I need to get hands on for when people ask me how to do it. I know. And I followed his uh, example in his video, which everybody should watch. And instead of like selling the packs for wax, I decided to make people have to redeem NFTs that I already have for the packs. So if you want one of these packs, you're going to have to redeem it for other NFTs. And then you can't open them until tomorrow at 4.20 p.m. Eastern. And if you have, you know, a chance to get the gold one, there's only 100 of those that exist. Uh, and then after that, you know, it's pretty much done. But we'll see. It's a race to see who gets a gold lighter, basically. <laughs> oh, to see who gets the gold. And you have to basically to get it, I have to trade an NFT I already have. Is that how it works? Yeah. Blend. Yeah. So blend. Yeah. You got to blend 10 Ken Bozak coin NFTs. So I have my own coin, oh, but the coin itself is an NFT. People. So I got to get nine more of them to get one of these. Okay. Right. So you're you're basically using like shillings, like uh, you know, uh, ten gold shillings to redeem for a pack of lighters, and then inside the pack there's random chances to get different colored lighters, and then once you get one of each color and a gold coin, you can blend them all four to get that gold lighter that is there's only a hundred of. Oh, I see. That's pretty fun. Okay, I'm just sure the blending. So that NFT is is gone. So if you guys didn't get the, the free NFT, boom, gone. Literally gone already? Within seconds, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's already gone. No. I, didn't, I didn't even get one. I didn't even get one. I, I, I didn't even get one either. Seconds late, and I hit the button. They're like, Max claimed already. So, Dude, that's got to be All some gone. bots and shit. What the hell? Is that some bots? What, what just happened? That's how we do it on Wax. Yeah, it may, it may be bots. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because even if you didn't share the link, right, it's still available on the drops page, right, Stash? Well, it's, everything's uh, everything's out on the blockchain, man. So once you create a drop link and there's a free it's one, public, people, yeah. see, people see that it's public. That's why I said like, you got to be there right when it drops. So I'm trying uh, to I'm see gonna... if I can find any for sale. All right. So, so here's what I'm going to do because I don't want something like that to happen again when I do the Bro Punks giveaway. I'm gonna say, tell tell all of your friends, I can, hmm, I wonder if I can do this. Okay, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna take me some a little extra time tomorrow and some Excel, street, Excel sheet magic, but I can actually see not only who's attended the event, but how many minutes you spent watching on the meet.blockchainboos.io. So go and stay till the very end and I will, do some kind of math and spreadsheet magic and 
I will give five different people. So it's not one person doesn't have a chance to get more than one. I'm going to send five different people a note tomorrow or maybe late tonight, depending on how much time I can spend on it. And you will get a bro punks NFT. Ken, tell everyone about bro punks. And then we should probably jump into more questions about specific, you know, stuff instead of talking, shilling our shit. <laughs> well, uh, bro punks is actually something Joel Kahn made of me for me just to say like, you know, I love you or whatever. So, um, he made, you know, this whole bro punks thing, uh, and then came to me and said, Hey, check this out. What do you think? And I said, I love it. It looks awesome. Um, and yeah, he ended up, you know, uh, selling out, which was awesome. I didn't expect that. It was like, I think 4,000 packs available and they were like $20 each. So it was like an $80,000 sale in like one day. Uh, and I thought, you know, that's pretty badass. Uh, people, you know, love it. And they're all like mint one of ones. So, you know, it's pretty cool that everyone gets like a mint one of one thing. And I just think it's cool that people are doing things kind of in my likeness and in my image, you know, that's, I'm immortal now, which is cool. Um, and yeah, it, it was just like, you know, a thing that's going to be ongoing. So if you had a bro punk, uh, the other day they did a bronus packs. So if you, you know, got a bonus bronus pack. Uh, so if you had a bro punk, you got another pack to open to get another bro punk, which may continue to keep happening. And, and we're only at series one. So I'm looking forward to how, you know, Joel will take this, but I'm kind of hands off. It's really like has nothing to do with me other than it like looks like me and I love it. I got That's bro so punk. Cool. Uh, okay, got, hold on. I'm not, uh, Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still haven't found the one I want on the market yet. And I can't say which one I want, otherwise it'll go nuts. But I have that link in my like corner and I keep clicking on it every once in a while to see if anyone listed it. Uh, it's a, it's there. Somebody has it. I'm just waiting to see if they put it for sale. And I can't say which one I want because that will affect whatever they want to sell it for. So I'm just like stalking that specific bro punk. Do I own it? No, <laughs> no I don't think so. No, uh, unless I you have like a backup it. wallet that I don't. Is it, is it a wallet that has uh, about a hundred bro punks? Or actually, I only I've, I haven't opened all the packs. Uh, I still have like. 20 unopened packs. I oh, think. you should have opened you them because if you, if you the open them, you got to got bonus punks. Yeah. Bronis. But somebody told me that it's cool to leave unopened packs too. Plus I knew I was going to do this. Well, game. see, that and was for the kid. I see now. I, so we always talk about that too, because he likes to keep all of his packs closed and see me personally. I, it depends on which way I'm going with the, with the project. Either I open them all and leave like one or maybe two unopened just for, you know, shits and giggles. Or I leave most of them unopened and maybe only open one or so. Uh, with bro punks, I knew that there was a reward drop coming, so I opened all of them. And obviously, I want to see what they look like too. Yeah. So. See, I know. See, I was sitting there and playing the the song with my daughter over and over again. Uh, open up the packs one by one. It was it was freaking awesome. But then somebody on Twitter, I don't know. Hey, uh, um, I throw I'm throwing Danielle up here too. She was in the chat. Hey, um, What's you'll, up? you'll know her from, from Twitter in the uh, NFT community. Danielle, would you open up all your packs? Would you keep a few unopened? Um, usually I like to keep some closed. See, <laughs> like never, I'll never open them. Just love when them. I was uh, younger and I collect comic book cards, I either opened all of them and tried to make the sets or yeah. I would try to get the whole box of the packs. I never kept like one pack. It was either the box 
or the I would just open them up and put them into those folders, right? Like, uh, and try to get the whole set together. But I never, um, I never did the individual packs. But I felt like I should keep some, especially because I knew I was going to do the giveaway. Today. See, it depends. So if there's a certain number of rare cards out there, and you watch them appearing, and you see like, oh shit, they're probably not in my packs. You might want to sell them right away, like at about seventy-five to eighty percent sold, because <laughs> you might not have shit in there. <laughs> If you That's wait crazy. too long, then people figure out what you actually have in there because there's only so many of each type. Yeah. In there. Danielle, Danielle, I sent you a link in Twitter DM to claim a bro punks pack and a bronus pack so you okay. can open them up and see what you get. All right. But we got to hear the theme song. If we don't hear the theme song, don't open those damn packs. Oh, uh, yeah, we could definitely hear that. Yeah, you got to crank the volume up uh, when you do that. Um, Hey, I'm uh, uh, okay. So, so everyone in the chat, by the way, I want to hear questions for 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 the crew here. Uh, Danielle, who just joined us, is is has very quickly become an, an NFT OG. I don't know her as well as the others, but you you know, I think maybe six months or so again ago, you started uh, uh, at least came onto my radar and I started following you and you give a ton of great advice. You helped me today with uh, some fame, fame lady squad NFT advice. Um, you wanna give everyone your background really quick uh, since we got you up on stage? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I got into crypto in September and I found out about NFTs in October when meme came out or a little after meme came out. And that's really when I got into the community. Cool. And I do have a background in education. Like I have, um, you know, a degree in education. So to me, it just made more sense to um, learn and teach and, you know, kind of follow my nature that way. But um, at first I started making NFTs and like I'm an artist, but I'm not the best artist like i'm just an okay artist i make some cool stuff like physical stuff i make like some badass resin tables and stuff but it just doesn't really translate well to the digital world so after a while i just started like mentoring new artists finding people who are making some badass stuff online reaching out to them trying to explain to them how to make nfts i made nftbasics.com then i started getting involved in like marketing of the nft projects a little bit and uh recently i started a game studio and i'm building a nft project on matic um nice a lot of roadblocks though matic is like not it's got some some things that it is lacking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was i was trying to do something the other day because I essentially wanted to use Matic to do something I actually wanted to do on Ethereum, but knew it would just be like ridiculously expensive, and so yeah. I wasn't going to do it. But I, I hit some roadblocks too. Um, I don't know if you know. I think that layer twos that are meant for you know DeFi and stuff like that aren't always you know it doesn't always make sense from the NFT standpoint. Although well, it like OpenSea doesn't have an API on Polygon yet. Um, so OpenSea doesn't have an API for Polygon, oh. which is how everybody pulls information for NFTs. It's extremely hard to build anything <laughs> NFT related without an API to to index the NFT information. Yeah. So now yeah, we're building makes... that instead of building the game first, but yeah. we'll get there. 
Cool. I have a question that I'm going to throw towards Stash because I think you, you of, of the crew here, you're the most uh, knowledgeable of this stuff, but you, you know, everyone else uh, chime in too. Um, uh, where the heck did he go? Oh, uh, what do you guys feel or, or Stash, how do you feel about, you know, how do you think the metaverse is playing uh, a role in the, in the NFT market, right? So for people who don't know, the metaverse is, is kind of like, um, things like uh, uh, crypto voxels or different different things, even um, Superworld and, and others, where you can live in the in the digital space, right? Like you can have a, a second life in the digital space, and pun intended, because Second Life was one of those first companies back in the day, pre pre crypto that that was doing this shit. Um, do you think uh, uh, the metaverse is is a big deal here, or is it just one avenue? I mean, I think the metaverse is a big deal, period. I mean, not just like here in crypto. I think that this concept of a metaverse, uh, you know, a digital world where people go, they interact with other people, you know, there's experiences to be had, there's things to be traded, there's crazy conversations and people to meet, you know. I think that is is super important and it's been important, you know, in the gaming world for a very long time. I think that, you know, as gaming really has become mainstream here over the last, we'll say, 10, 15 years or so, uh, it's definitely taken a bigger, uh, a bigger, you know, step in the right direction of, of really, you know, realizing this kind of ready player one style world that people see uh, in, in kind of the future here. And so I think that we're already seeing that trend. We're already seeing things go more and more digital. Uh, more people spending more time in a digital world, like like what we're doing right now. You mean, like you know what I'm saying? So these things that are that are very digital in nature are going to continue to move, uh, gravitate to what platform gives them the most fluid and the most uh, exposure, right? The most fluidity and in, in use, ease of use, and and then the, uh, the the highest amount of exposure. And I feel like right now metaverses are not necessarily that because they're still very niche but they're they're getting there you know i think the technology hasn't necessarily caught up with uh like a, a virtual world right so something like a decentraland or, or if you look at some of these other uh you know uh, uh you know 3d type of stuff that, that is out there you know uh vr type of stuff that you might be uh kind of experimenting with people are doing cool stuff with but it's just not hit that mainstream uh you know yeah. that's really where the metaverse is going to come into its own once we have some of these tools that look more mainstream. So I, I think it does have a big effect on the digital world. Now, when it comes to NFTs and where that crossover is, there's a much greater effect there because we're very focused on the uh, underlying, you know, utility of a metaverse like this and, and valuing things in a digital nature. You know, when I jump yeah. into BCL and there's a brand new wearable that I can go get for free, like, you know, I want to go do that. And that's cool because now I can sport that around in my character and, you know, look super fresh at the next uh, virtual party in, in, in Decentraland. And I, I, I expect to be able to do that in other games like the Sandbox and other places too where, uh, you know, they're just kind of getting ready to launch things. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think that it has a big impact and that, you know, a lot of the cool things that we can do as far as accessibility and uniqueness of NFTs with utility uh, do have to do with putting them in sort, sort of metaverse, right? You know, having some sort of cool digital utility versus how a lot of times, you know, we have to give utility in a different way, whether it's gamified or whether it's a, a physical thing or, or, you know, like Gary Vee did something with his where he's basically monetizing his time and things like that. So I think it does play a pretty important role. Actually. Am oh, I yeah. the only one that feels like the metaverse is missing something? 
well, it's missing think, users. It, it needs more people. That's maybe, really what it needs. It needs more I think, people. I like, think it depends. I think actually some of them have too many features and things. And I've felt every, you know, I've actually felt my user experience was better in the ones that are more like, like Roblox style or really super hmm. basic. Like I actually don't like the ones that are trying to be real life. Like I actually yeah. like the, the versions better right. where you're like a character or a stick figure. Like that's not the part I'm missing. Like I think in all of our technology, like I used to say this years ago when I was in like the techie startup world, not crypto, but I was saying sort of the next, uh, I, I felt the next sort of evolution of technology was trying to fix like uh, the the sort of intimacy problem that that technology created, right? Like, and I don't mean sex. I mean like actually like us hanging out together. Like this to me is is not that different mentally than if we were in the same room together. I would of course love to give you all a hug, but like I feel like I'm closer to some of my friends that I talk to over Zoom every single day or every once a week, whatever. Like, you know, some of our portfolio companies who I hang out with every week virtually, I feel closer to than some of the people I see in real life once a month, right? Like, so I think that we've already bridged that gap with tech, but like the 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 metaverse shit, I, I almost want like more more fake life. Like I wanna fly like Superman and do the stuff that like I can't do in real life, right? And and keep it simple, just about having a connection. I don't know, but but it is it, to me in some respects it's missing things, but in other ways it's it's super cool and it's missing people. Yeah, like, with, I, I, with, I think that's really it, man. I think that you know, like you said, it, you know, having the uh, experience that it can be basic, but just needs to be enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Roblox is super low poly, doesn't have like it. That's a super. It's as unpolished and crappy looking for a game as you can possibly get. But tons and tons of people play it because it has this. It just it hit this perfect, you know, uh, mix of of playability and you know light customization and easy for kids to pick up. You know, and so I think that when you talk about some of the metaverses we see, they're NFT based. Yeah, they do get a little complicated. You have to use currencies. You have to use wallets. There may be real money involved. You know, so it becomes much more of an adult type of thing. And so, you know, maybe that's really what's missing is it just being a lot more simple. But I think we're, we're just getting started when it comes to NFTs and, and crypto plus metaverses. You know, things like Roblox are already garnering millions and millions of players every single day. So we know the format works. We know that that's something people want to do and they want to spend time in because they've been doing it for a long time and just getting more and more mainstream. But the NFT part of it and the crypto part of it is the big hurdle that a lot of people have trouble getting over. And so that's still an onboarding issue and something that we're going to have to, to deal with. But eventually it'd be so fluid, just like it is right now. I mean, you you buy V-Bucks in Fortnite, boom, you use in the store. It's super easy. You have your credit card, blah, blah, blah. doesn't take a lot of thought. You know, the wallet's created for you automatically. You don't have to worry about losing things. And so, you know, I think we're, we're, we're getting there, but it's just it's a slow uphill battle uh, with some of the hurdles that we have as far as, you know, the, the tenets of decentralization and, you know, real true ownership of something and, and having security or something like that. Because up until now, you know, we trust Roblox to keep all of our things we've paid for, all the things that we have that pay for Robux. Because I'll tell you right now, when my, when my kid lost something that she had paid in Robux for, she was like freaking devastated, man. You know, and, but that's a centralized server issue. 
Yeah. Not that it can't happen in a, in a decentralized <laughs> manner, but it totally can, you know. But you at know, least it can be fixed, though, when it goes wrong in a centralized manner. Yeah, you have people yeah. to complain to about yep. it. <laughs> right, yeah. And that, so that's another hurdle right there is people are like, I'm afraid to lose my skin. Yeah, I think that's what it really comes down to is the, 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 the level of self-accountability gamers don't want to take on. That, yeah. That's I just, really... As somebody who came from the gaming, like, I've been a gamer all my life, and, like, I go into the metaverse, and I'm like, eh, okay, like, I'll come back when I need to. Like, give me a reason. I have to go there because so far... Community. A community is the reason. That's the main reason why I found myself coming back, you know, is, yeah. is it is it is it there's a community that I connected with. There's I've been I've played tons of games, too, are, uh, MMOs in particular, where yeah. I'll go in and I'm like, oh, I like the MMO, I like the style, this is fun. But then when it comes to long-term uh, viability of me staying and spending time in that game, if I don't find a community that I can connect with people that I yeah, you know, spend time with, sure. talk to and chat and play the game, then it's not something I'm going to stick with. And I think right. the same thing is with these metaverses. Is it, Usually you play yeah. the game and that keeps you engaged until you find the community sure. that keeps yep. you around even longer. Yep. Now, no, that's I a walk good point. around and I'm like, okay. I need IoT. Sorry, I need done. better wearables. <laughs> those, those headsets are too big. Oh, and I have I a mean, cool outfit, but I'm done yeah. now. <laughs> what happened to Google Glasses? That, that would have got me more in it. <laughs> The uh, lawn's wearing them right now. Wait, wait, I got a pair of shoes. I wish. I wish. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, well, we've got computers in front of us. We don't need them yet. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, but it's not as immersive, right? Into that like metaverse. Yeah. If you know, it's wearing like one of those yeah. Oculus headsets. You know, if they, I think that's another thing is like the Internet of Things that that physical devices that really bring us into those virtual worlds. Yeah. I think it's just the, the more comfortable they can make it for us physically, the more comfortable it'll be emotionally in in those yeah. environments. Uh, a lot of the times, like if you're in like a self deprivation tank or whatever, and you're just floating there. If you hit like the wall it'll wake you up out of it. So you need a bigger room and having those like virtual barriers in your house that like, to, Hey, you're about to bump into the TV. It kind of makes it like not fun. Cause now I'm worried about stepping on my dog and smashing my TV yeah. while trying to play a video game. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that there's, I think that's the thing. That's why I, I, maybe that's why I gravitate towards the simpler stuff too. I almost like every metaverse experience on my computer better than any yeah. other way. Right. Yeah. So it's, that's well, a that's simplicity. Simplicity reigns, man. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's why Roblox was so successful because they did not worry about the graphics and it being overcomplicated. They made it stupid simple and they made it a social experience. And that's really, like I said, you know, kids come there because they connect with this community. Yeah, there's little games that you play and that's a big part of it. But, you know, I mean, you can only hatch so many eggs, uh, you know, and you can only train so many, you know, animals from, you know, infanthood to adults and blend them into, you know, blend them into higher level, like, you know, ultra rares. I mean, maybe and that's part you can do it, trade maybe around. But you can do it so many times that the kids can do it over and over and over again. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, think about the games we were playing when we were kids. Yeah. Oh, come, yeah. Repetitive stuff, man. You know, it, do, 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 and you, and you, I, I was just playing Atari the other day. Me and Ken were playing Atari, actually. Remember, buddy? And, and we're like, and we're like, dang, man, it's just so hard. Why I is didn't it remember hard? Pong being this hard. Yeah, no, like, it we're, requires we're more skill, like, though. <laughs> it really does. That's what the we were saying. The simpler the game, the more skill you actually need to play it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to jump into another quick topic um, uh, uh, just because there's a question here. But then unless somebody you guys have have an addition to it um, or know of something new that I don't, we'll jump to we'll jump to a different question. But somebody asked, um, uh, 
how complicated is it to set up an NFT gated access to a website where we suggest. So I've actually done this before. Um, there's a tool called Collabland that I've used it, that I've used it, um, that I've used. I, I swear it's it. because of no alcohol. It is blockchain uh, booze, we can't fault you. I know. So, uh, so uh, Collabland, I actually used um, with an NFT, um, with an NFT also, where you can um, you use this bot, you can have it actually give access to like a Telegram chat or give access to a Discord channel or something like that. It's really cool called Collabland. I think you could use it for websites also. So check that out. It's really cool. Um, uh, we did it with the. Uh, we were going to create something uh, called the Shitadel instead of the Citadel. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, but my son thought that was, that was too many bad words. By the way, my daughter is the one that helped me make that video earlier. And she was the one who said I had to beep out the, the, the word shit and, and the S word. So, uh, All right, well, was, if it's yeah, the Shitadel, I want to be the skid mark in charge. I mean, it only makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. That was good. Um, so, uh, so okay. This is a great question. Um, I would love to get to get one of you guys to to hit it um, for the for the rest of the crew. I've got opinions, but you guys are here for a reason. Um, uh, how do you guys see NFTs being applied to industries outside of art? I mean, they already are. <laughs> What's your favorite use case, or what do you think will be the biggest use case outside of our friend? I, I, I guess I'll go first. I, I think monetizing yeah. their promotional campaigns, making money by promoting the thing that they want to make money selling at the end of the day anyway. Uh, a lot of uh, what we've seen in the NFT space is interesting to see, like, you know, the free NFTs that are airdropped into Wallace as promotional flyers actually start to be traded. Even if it's for a penny, it doesn't matter. They add up and people are collecting 10 or 15 percent of that for them to feel like they can make money off of something that used to only cost them money and only get them money by making them a sale. If they could give you a flyer in your wallet and if you want to throw it away by selling it for a penny, they're going to make money off of that and they're going to realize that. So I think that to me is the most interesting thing outside of art for every single industry in the world is we can now monetize promotional things as if being able to make money from sending spam email. You know, I send spam yeah. email, but if you want to sell that email you got from Napster in 1999, you can make money from that now. And I think As that's somebody what... who airdropped a million NFTs. I can agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they're going to airdrop a million NFTs all the time and they're going to make millions of dollars from people selling promotional flyers on the blockchain from yeah, every I industry. Mean... But, uh, you know, right after that happened, OpenSea did add the feature to just hide the NFTs out of your wallet, so. Well, but yeah, cause you can't, cause you can't burn them on Ethereum because that would cost you way too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, these, see, the ones I dropped are on Matic, which doesn't even have a burn feature yet, Fran. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> 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 we just burned it, guys, sorry. That's hilarious. Well, you can't burn well, them? It was pretty, though. That's funny. <laughs> And that that is really troll yeah. NFTs are a thing for sure. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's it's gonna happen. I mean, with, yeah, he's right. It's already gonna happen. And more as more and more people have access to it, as easier it gets, you know. And the, so you you know a bunch of people's popular wallets are gonna airdrop in these things, and people have wallets that are just gonna be sitting there full of crap at some point. So you definitely got to be able to burn some stuff or hide it somewhere. But burning preferably, I want that shit gone out of here, done, no more. 
you know, and, and, that, and the burning mechanic is a pretty important thing overall when it comes to NFTs. I think it's it's like it's it, it's invaluable. Like, you know, there there's whole um, you know cool collections and games that have, have popped up ju- on Wax in particular just around burn mechanics. And so to not have that or not have it be easy, you know, you, you're you're not you're doing yourself a disservice. So in particular with Ethereum, you can't do some of these really cool things. That's one of the reasons why I really love Wax is that that. You know, the creativity is unlocked there because there's no hurdles to creativity. On Ethereum, you can't do things like that. You can't do where you maybe airdrop some tokens for free and then you blend two together or three tokens together to get something else because you, you pay so much transaction. It's so much higher, though. Like, try to find a develop a team of five developers to build on Wax for, you know. Well, not even a, that, a but I mean, play. you have to be whitelisted to do anything on Wax now. So it's yeah. gated in a whole different way. I'd, I'd almost, well, and the almost rather pay all the fees that Ethereum wants to pay That's just so thing. I can do what I want to do. Like okay. earlier, Elon couldn't even do a damn drop because he's not whitelisted. It's such a gated environment now. It's lost a lot well, of what really it's makes like that it. It's like on all chains, though. There's not yeah, a chain. Yeah, yes, and it depends. But the, the thing about Wax is they did such a good job, um, at least up until now that I've seen, and I'm coming from an outside perspective because I've participated way more on Ethereum and, and even Tezos than I ever have on Wax. Um, and what I saw happen on Wax is that most things happen on like two websites. And yes, a shit ton of stuff happens on OpenSea, for example, on Ethereum, but you participate on, you know, the, the when you you know, participate. The reason why there's so many developers, right, is that there's a million open source projects. I went to the Fame Lady Squad site to buy that uh, that NFT, right? And I went to uh, I don't know the, the what was the whale kid thing the other day to buy that. But it, it all <laughs> happens on their separate websites. I don't go to Crypto Stash's website to buy his Wax NFTs. I go to the awesome site that that Wax already has set up. So now all of a sudden, if you're one, if you're new on Wax, you gotta get into the in club. Kind of like, you know, when when uh, I don't know, like Nifty Gateway and some of those were starting to get popular, people would go to that site and be like, "What the fuck? I want to launch an NFT," and they're telling me I, I can't get in. Right? Nobody um, is on OpenSea is gonna take seriously a collection that was minted on Ethereum on OpenSea or Rarible, though. Like, you're not gonna have good success with the project you just mentioned yourself. Well, like a, the profile picture projects like the fame ladies and stuff the ones that do just mint it themselves on open sea and verbal nobody buys them but, nobody cares but what, to the to, to what you were saying before it's not that hard it is hard you know if you're not technical it's, it's always going to be an uphill battle to like figure out like i don't know a smart contract or solidity but once you've been in the world long enough and you find some different friends and people in the space there's, there's probably somebody you could uh, uh, bribe or, or hang out with and go, show me how to use multi-sender, right? Like I, I hung out with the meme community people when my son wanted to do his drop and they showed me how they did a fork of the multi-sender contract so I could do an airdrop for the poopoo.eth, you know, NFT, right? And it's, it's pretty rad, but if you find the right person you can, and you engage in the community, you'll find people who have versions of that, right? I didn't have to learn the code to use that multi-center contract. I essentially had to know how to use it, a spreadsheet and take a bunch of addresses and paste them into you know, Etherscan, 
right? Yeah. But you just have to know these things exist. And right. I mean, the, the, the same, same thing is with wax. I mean, it's just a smaller community. You know, it's not that there aren't copy and paste things that you can grab, contracts that you can manipulate because there totally are. And it just, and there's and honestly, developing on wax is is I wouldn't say it's like harder at all because they don't. There's no proprietary language you have to learn. You know, solidity is not super hard to learn for an advanced developer, someone who already has the skills. But it is another yet another language you have to do. With Wax, you can use uh, you know popular coding languages to code your app in and stuff like that. So so if you're you know, the contrast of building and using smart contracts or using you know the the different blockchains like that, it's just there's less information out there on Wax because a it's a newer blockchain obviously, and uh, b it's just not as large of a community as Ethereum is. So I mean, I think I will, once it gets to that point, then you know, yeah, you you, you it'd be just as easy as it is right now. Uh, I will tell you, I'll tell I'll tell everyone, uh, you know, and I've got I've got no stake in Wax or portfolio companies, DGH that are built on Wax or anything like that as of yet. But I will say, when I wanted to goof around today on Wax, it was a pretty awesome user experience, and I googled like four different things, like basically looking for tutorials. And all four things, there was a video by Crypto Stash <laughs> teaching me yeah. how to do it. Um, oh, no, it's it's awesome. So, so I, you know, to, at least someone, I, at least someone finds my videos. I mean, I don't know, man. At least, at least someone's out there finding them. Hey, Somebody I, knows I, SEO. That's all I know. It worked. I literally shared a screenshot of my Google results, and and I and I said something about SEO for Stash because yeah. it was it was. Uh, Spot on. So, guys, we don't have much much time. I'm going I to want a, uh, NFT. I want an NFT for SEO. Where, you know, just like a driver's license NFT. That would be, be nice. Awesome. Well, that, that those those are the applications that you know a lot of people don't they they kind of like don't see. When you're talking earlier about art, like what else? Well, gaming obviously huge. But then we look at other things like records, yeah, but, medical records, driver's license, any kind of you, have, you know how annoying it is to have this in my okay. pocket. And then it doesn't you, help when I need a driver's license when I get pulled over or I'm at the pants pub. I'm like, I can't prove my identity with this amazing okay, technology. Okay, in order for that to happen, though, security has to go up like 10 steps from where we are right now. Because you sure. have to be able to give somebody a wallet and know that they're the only person that's going to touch that wallet, that information, and that you're not going to have it hacked and sold and Whatever, well, Ryan, that's, like, that's, well, that's we're at right now. But I could steal your purse, and, and then I could steal your identity. You yeah, go to the, you wouldn't you go have to the it cafe, the you, hand, you hand your credit card to a waitress. She goes and walks yeah, away from you. Yeah, but I can cancel you. that. That's different I, than something minted that's you can, forever your identity. You can cancel that, too, though, just mint another burn. NFT. What do you mean? Burn it unless still, it's automatic. You don't even have to burn it. You would just say, this is no longer void. This is null and void of an NFT. And but then it, that comes into a whole other level of KYC, right? When because I still drive, how is it different from the physical solutions? Is all I'm saying. It's it's I'm yeah. It's, it. it's at worst the same, but probably better. So many. I'm just saying, people right now but, don't know how to keep their wallet safe, so we shouldn't be sending yeah, but, IDs to it. Yeah, but people <laughs> no, don't know how to keep their wallet the safe yet. in real life. They get their pockets picked and they lose their credit cards. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have amazing technology like credit cards, right? I don't think we should worry about the problems of the solutions. Let's focus on the things that it solves, like me actually using my phone. I'm just saying we need to just figure out a way to keep the wallet safer. That's all I'm saying. We could do well, both. We well, can yeah, build it and also come up with solutions. And, and the kind of part of the solution there is just kind of, you know, a zero knowledge proof type of style, right? So whereas, 
you know, using an NFT to prove that you're 21, but without actually having to release any of that information. So if it's compromised in some sort of way, you're not getting full access to the information. But what that wallet does is literally just give you a bridge to give a zero knowledge proof that yes, this person does uh, meet the age requirement and they can have whatever's going on. And that all happens seamlessly in the back end. There's no UI for it. It's just an instant type of thing. So I mean, it's possible. It's just we're just we're just not at that level where uh, you know the usability in the UI UX uh, has really caught up with a lot of the technology and the way that consumers want to use it in the mainstream. You know, for us, we can manage our wallets because we do this. You know, but for people who are outside of that tech world, uh, you know, it is a it is hard enough to manage a damn bank account, man, and keep that shit <laughs> at, at you know above zero and not have to hit those crazy overdraft fees that all these horrible horrible banks are charging you guys. Please, please do something about it. You know, and, and crypto is the first step. It's not easy, but you'll get there and you just keep learning and building. And, and we will get to a point where it, it will be easy to have all these things as NFTs too. I don't Heck think yeah. we have to worry about the privacy part. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that we're going to, there's going to be people will, will figure it out. Guys, we don't have uh, pretty much any time. So I want to throw something up on the screen and then give everyone a chance to, to give a plug before we go. For anyone watching, if you go to meet.blockchainboost.io, uh, where we're, people are chatting and asking questions and all that stuff uh, live, you can go there and for the hour or as long as we keep it open after the event, people can go and network and hang out, turn on their screen. And speaking of metaverse, we could see each other's faces and keep having conversations at tables, not just us four, but everyone else who's, who's watching and participating. And I wanna give a plug to uh, Lunar Crush as well. Uh, because they're streaming this and uh, um, they are, uh, you know, <laughs> one of our favorite companies, uh, they're good, they're good people. portfolio company of ours. And um, I turn into Garth from Wayne's World on every show. Uh, normally I have a shirt on too, but uh, go to lunarcrush.com. Uh, it is the best place to get information about crypto if you want to trade, which, you know, you should only do if you are, uh, uh, you know, into trading um and 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 you know really freaking hard and it's also uh not for everyone but if you want to know data about cryptocurrencies and i shouldn't say if you want to trade uh because if you want to know about really specific communities we talked a lot about communities here lunar yeah. crush is the best place to go to actually learn about the data related to a crypto community. So, so in all seriousness, if I look at any specific token, I know crypto stash was on Theta earlier, right? I can look up. By the way, you should all be subscribed to, to crypto stash on Theta and YouTube. Um, uh, but uh, I was watching uh, Ken and Stash on there earlier, and I went over to, to Lunar Crush. I looked at the Theta token. I can see on Lunar Crush, not just how uh, how many uh, uh, people are talking about Theta token today on social media, but I can actually see how many individual people are talking about it compared to how many were talking yesterday or six months ago or a year ago. So you can see the growth and health of a community. You can see if they're getting more people talking about them or if it's dropping off a cliff and people are abandoning it for, for any reason or another. And you can find out so much more. So so for that reason, uh, I'm, I'm a super fan of Lunar Crush and I'm conflicted to their portfolio company and all that stuff, but I'm gonna say it because uh, I want everyone to know the truth. Um, so, but, but guys, thank you so much for being here. I'd like each of you to, to give a plug to something. 
Um, and before I go again, also thank Blockchain Radio for sharing this stuff and, and helping spread the good word. Um, why not, um, uh, Danielle, you go first, give us a plug. Or where can people yeah, follow um, you? I'm just gonna plug my Twitter, follow me, because you know I have too many things going on to pick one thing. Um, if you're looking to learn about NFTs, that's the place to go. Oh, uh, by the way, um, Ken, uh, uh, Jacob Katzoff in the chat has asked many questions and wants to see your diamond hand. I think they caught that. So why don't you give your plug in Let's see it, Bozak. Boom. Oh, dang. Nice. Yeah, so I got tell us about it. Give us a plug. Uh, it hurt really bad. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a, a virtual reality NFT version of myself that is now living immortally on the blockchain known as Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-E. -E. Uh, you can go to KennyDoll.com, K-E-N-N-E-E-D-O-L-L.com. And it's only $1 and it's an NFT that you can like play with like a fucking GI Joe. You, you get accessories like a hat. You can put a hat on it. You get like a joint. You can put a joint in his mouth and now he's smoking with a joint and just chilling. And it's just like a cool toy that you can play. It's super, super cheap. It's only a dollar. So KennyDoll.com, K-E-N-N-E-E-Doll.com. And I get 0% of it because all the money feeds into the project. So more and more stuff will keep coming out. So it'll be around forever because like I'm literally not taking a penny and every dollar goes into the project. So when I'm dead, hopefully it'll keep making money and they won't scam me and they'll keep the project alive. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I already plugged your, your, <laughs> theta, um, your theta and, and your YouTube channel, which um, I, I, and I've told everyone how much value you can get from, from following Stash, uh, but, but what else do we got? We got Twitter, everything else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my main platform is Twitter, so just like you see at Crypto, S-T-A-C-H-E on YouTube and also on Theta. Uh, and I got a website, too. I have a bunch of stuff on there, so also beginner articles and things like that. Uh, but, um, you know, make sure you catch uh, my live streams. You know, I have a lot of fun live streams, a lot of information, a lot of alpha dropped in these live streams every Tuesday and Thursday. So if you follow me on YouTube, you get a notification. And I do Tuesday with Ken. Me and Ken do it together. The NFT yeah. beat. The NFT beat. Watch it. And then Secret Agent Stash is on Thursday, and that's all about <laughs> NFT gaming. So, Yeah, Secret, Secret Stash is awesome. Um, Secret Agent Stash. Uh, I love the costume, by the way, uh, uh, and, and you uh, infiltrating <laughs> a conference in Miami. I wish I could have been there. That was awesome. <laughs> Um, that was such a great video. Okay, thank you guys so much. We, we got to do this again. Uh, and we need to just set up one of these streams in the morning and just hang out all day because I don't think uh, it's going to work out for just an hour at a time. Um, hour is so short. I know. Uh, so everyone, thank you for watching. Um, thank you so much. Go to Draper Gorham Home to follow our stuff or go to LA Blockchain Summit because we're starting to make big announcements for that in November. Here. Come hang out. I'll be there right now with my camera on to hang out with you. Meet.blockchainboost.io. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Ken, Danielle, Stash. Dude, guys, thank you. Uh, I will see you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. 
Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.